It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. We've got a great episode for you guys today. We had a conversation earlier today with Jim Fossil, former NFL coach. He was a head coach of the New York Giants. He talks about his times there and basically stepping into a program that was all over the place, getting them together, becoming coach of the year the next year, and then bringing them back to the Super Bowl and how all that went. It was a great insight. We talk about his son, John Fossil, a.k.a. Bones. We talk about Bones. Where did he get that from? A uh, lot of good, deep insight here with Jim Fossil. Really enjoyed it. Guys, don't forget, go find the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Himalaya. You can download it for free. Hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend. We are 3-3 three and three right now. We're going to turn this thing around. We've got a lot of news, analysis, updates that we're going to be talking about the Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find us on social media. Personal is LA underscore Rambling Bear. The show is Lockdown Rams, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are all over the place, people. Say what's up. Leave us a message. If you have any questions for any of our guests, let us know. We'll get those on air as well. But with that, we got a great show, so let's kick right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by NFL coach Jim Fossil, former NFL coach Jim Fossil, and this is your lead story. Jim, it was a rough game for the Rams on Sunday. A lot of talk yesterday about the poor O-line play, the inconsistent play from Jared Goff, and coaching staff still searching for an offensive identity. When you look at the game yesterday, what stands out to you most when it comes to this three-game losing skid that the Rams are on? Well, you know, there's a lot of factors. I mean, they've had some injuries, but everybody has injuries. And uh, I think that uh, they're trying to, you know, uh, well, when the, let's say this, when they played the 49ers, okay? 49ers last year were terrible. Right. They're on a winning streak. And when I watched it, uh, the 49ers were just jacked up. They were jacked up to play the game. They're, they, they have a ton of confidence. Right now, uh, the Rams – they don't look like they're confident yeah. and, uh, and aggressive. That, that, that's, that's sort of Mark. They were aggressive. I just don't see it happening right now. And I'll never criticize the coaches because, you know, they know their players and what we're doing and how we're going to attack. And sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, no. And, and I totally get that. That was one of the things we said about Jared Goff yesterday is, is, you know, some of his play is yes. The O-line has been getting him in some trouble spots where he's got to get rid of the football, uh, but when he did have time, he just didn't look comfortable. He didn't seem to have confidence back there uh, because things hadn't been working previous. When you kind of look at that type of, um, you know, line, when you're looking at the O-line, and obviously we saw, you mentioned injuries. Uh, Joseph Noteboom went down with a knee injury. We're not sure how bad that really is, but is this something where if it is a long-term extended injury for him, is this group going to have enough to kind of protect Jared Goff and give him confidence back there? Or do they need to look maybe outside the building to add an O-line piece to kind of help build 
uh, up that offensive line back to what we saw last year when this offense was clicking? You know, and I, it's hard for me to answer that question. My, my son is, you know, the special teams coordinator, and I don't get into that stuff. Uh, I don't ask him. We talk about the game a little bit and all that. But uh, you, you ran into the 49ers. I, I got to give more credit to the 49ers. Yeah. Those guys are playing hard, confident, even when you just took the field, you know. And the Rams, you know, I hope to see that they're not, you know, went to the Super Bowl last year. Well, we're going to do it again this year. Oh, no, no, no. You're a targeted team. You're yeah. a targeted team. Everybody they play say, hey, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Let's go get them. And that's, that's what's tough about coming back off of the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple of favorite teams that I follow, follow that, that had a great season last year and everything was good. Well, they're not so good this year. And it's because you're a targeted team. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think, and, and we'll get into that Super Bowl talk here in a second, but I wanted to mention, because you're talking about how fast things kind of turn around, and uh, you know even if you're looking two weeks ago, you're looking at the Cowboys were 3-0, and the Rams were 3-0, and the Chiefs were undefeated, and since then, all those teams have gone 0-8, so life in the NFL turns around pretty quick, uh, not even from season to season, but in the same season, uh, you mentioned kind of that Super Bowl run and, and coming down off of that. You'd been to the Super Bowl. Uh, what was that season like after that for you as a coach and trying to get your team to kind of, like you said, buy back in, get that energy, that level of understanding? You got to go out and earn it every Sunday. Well, it's hard. It's hard. And you've you got to count on your leaders in the locker room, okay, that they are out there and, and sending the message. Because sometimes uh, a coach, you know, you could try and this and that and everything, all that stuff. And, uh, it's just uh, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, people don't realize sometimes it does not, you know, who's in the game, how we're playing, what did we do last year, all that stuff. And that's the trick for a head coach. How am I going to get these guys wired up <clears throat> that what is behind us is behind us, okay? Behind us. This is a new deal. We're, we're a, a targeted team now. And sometimes you can't get through to them. That says, hey, fellas, this is a new year. We're targeted, and we can't think that, oh, we can do this again. That's the where you, you know, you really got to get in their brain. Yeah, it is a very mental uh, part of that. And you talked about the Niners coming out and just looking on fire, looking hyped up, and kind of their energy level was sustained through the whole game. The Rams looked good in the first half. I mean, not great in certain areas, but it was a 7-7 ball game at halftime. They came out. Obviously, that early turnover never helps when you're putting your your defense in a, in a bad position like that. But you know, the halftime has been an area where we've made a lot of adjustments and come out stronger. Is that just a game to game type of thing that you're talking about? That mental, you know, how you come out of a half, or is that you know maybe a bigger issue? Well, it's a lot of combinations of things. But uh, for me, watching the 49ers, they they the last two years. They didn't get the playoffs. They didn't look very good. And I was very impressed with their defensive coordinator. I mean, he's got so much energy on that field, <laughs> and he's cheering those guys, and he's racking them up. I mean, uh, I don't know how good he is a coach or schematically or anything like that. Uh, boy, he gets his guys jacked up. 
Yeah, he, no. you know he he's the leader there. Man, those guys those guys got excited watching the the coordinator get excited. Now you can't do it all the time, okay? But I think he's really really kind of energized those guys. And uh, but then you know we'll talk about it later in the show. But it's turnover ratio. That's it. Get it done. That's all it is. Turnover ratio. Yeah, and you talked about their D coordinator. You know, if I had a, a a dollar for every time he was shown yesterday, I'd probably be retired on a beach somewhere because he was all over TV. But I understand, man. That defense was was hyped up, and and he was a part of it. And I think that was the reason why he was so hyped up is there was all this noise about are the Niners for real? Their defense isn't that good. Oh, they're four and zero, but they had a bye. They haven't played anybody. So this was their first big okay, you know, show the league type of game, and he was out there and he was pumped and. You know, I give them credit because, like you said, their defense was really feeding off of that. So um, interesting from him. And, and yes, we'll, we'll have to see how this defensive you know unit for them continues throughout the season. But, man, that was a big game for them on Sunday. Uh, when we come back, more with Jim Fossil. We're going to take a look at some of the other units. Uh, we're going to talk about that turnover ratio that Jim mentioned. And we're also we're going to talk a little bit more about him, his past, and his connection to the Rams. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams right after this. Before we get over the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about one of our awesome partners here, Metro Infinity. You can find them just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go check it out. They are the only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They're the number one volume dealer in California. From start to finish, this is a different car buying experience than you've ever had in your life. If you don't want to go down to the dealership, if you don't want to deal with the back and forth and all that mess, they will come to you. They'll bring the car and the paperwork to your office, to your home, to the local grocery store. It doesn't matter where you want to meet. They will help you out. They will make this an experience that you want that is good for you at the end of the day. But if you do want to go down, you want to see the cars, you want to test drive them, they've got a new multi-million dollar facility that you got to check out. Amazing selection of new and used cars. So if you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. They have over 50 pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Tell them Bear sent you from Lockdown Rams. You get a $500 discount right away. Metro Infinity, 821 East Central Avenue, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. One stop in there to say hello to my friend Billy Adams, and you will never shop for a car anywhere else, I promise. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, Rams Nation, we are back. We've got Jim Fossil, former NFL coach and father of John Fossil, a.k.a. Bones. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? I've heard a few stories about the Bones reference. Uh, did you give him that nickname? Did that nickname come up as he was a kid or when he got into football? Where did that kind of come from? <laughs> well, he's always been skinny. <laughs> and I didn't give him the name. Uh, I think he got it when he was with the Raiders. And uh, he's always been working out. And when he was with the Raiders, he talked people. They were there in L.A. And uh, he talked the equipment guy, the trainer, the, uh, maybe player or something. They go to the beach and they climb the hill, which is really rough, really rough. I tried it one time, and that's the last time I tried it. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he got everybody to doing that. And he's always uh, been healthy. He always eats good. Uh, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do anything. And he works out. And, he, you know, the players respect him a lot, how he handles them. But the way he works out, he, he's better shaped than most of the players. And, uh, and he always uh, ate well and all that stuff. And, yeah, he's thin. He's thin. Man, that but was... uh, he's, uh, he, 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 you know, got guys to work out more. Yeah, it, well, one of my favorite things when they did Hard Knocks a few years ago was watching your son and just the, the – what he brought to the meeting rooms. And like you talked about his connection with the players, uh, it was, you could tell there was so much authenticity there as far as they uh, really respected him so much and wanted to play, you know, that extra level that we talk about going there. And, and it was pretty awesome. I think that's what Sean McVay brings into this organization. I think that's why those two fit so well together and all three of them. And, and really, as you take, you know, take a look at the whole coaching staff, everyone has a pretty good uh, understanding of what is trying to get done there. Uh, looking back, you know, kind of to, you know, this time when actually uh, John Fossil was the interim head coach. That was the year that Jeff Fisher was let go midseason. It was a short week on Thursday night football. Do you remember getting that phone call from your son and, and what he said when, when he, you know, found out that they wanted him to take over the head coaching responsibilities? Yeah, I remember distinctly. Um, when they fired Jeff Fisher, my phone was ringing off the hook <laughs> that they had a rumor that, that John's going to be the head coach. And, uh, you know, the thing is, you know, he's busy. So he knows that when he can call me, he'll call me. But the, the most amazing thing, and this is, this is what he is. They fired Jeff Fisher. They offered him the interim head coach. And what they asked John I mean, this, these are the owners and the general manager and all that. We want to have you to be the interim head coach. And John said, I want to go talk to Jeff Fisher. And if that's okay with him. Yeah. How many do that? No, right. who does that? Right. I mean, you know, they're, 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 they're happy to take the reins. I'm going to be the head coach for a little while. He went to Jeff Fisher and asked him, is it okay with you if I do this? And that's who he is. Wow, that that is that is pretty crazy. You're right. Everyone's kind of chomping at the bit to get an opportunity, uh, and he, you know, looking at it, said, "Hey, this is the guy that I followed, you know, through a brick wall for the last, you know, handful of years. I'm going to go ask him and get his blessing." I think that's really cool, and it really just kind of shows the the type of character that we kind of talked about at the beginning of this segment. And you can see the players every time you you hear it. I mean, I remember seeing uh, Tavon Austin coming back in a Cowboys jersey, and they showed him going right up to. 
your son and, and to Bones and basically, you know, give him a big hug. And, and he said it later after the game and said, hey, that guy over there on the other side, you know, you know, he meant so much to me. And, and other players coming back and especially with Tavon, it, it ended not so pretty with the Rams as, you know, as far as, you know, his exit and what he wanted his role to be. But he still came back and realized, hey, man, this coach has been awesome. So uh, great things. And I know as, as a father, you got to be extremely proud there. And, and as a Rams fan and someone that covers the Rams, we are so excited. We're almost you know, as we get better and better, it's always, you know, they talk about the coaching tree and, and, you know, picking coaches up and we keep looking like how much longer are we going to able to have them here? Because it's, it's been special to have them a part of this unit and the Rams special team unit is always near the top. Uh, and that's something that we don't want to ever see go away. So excited to see what is in the future for him as well. I want to talk a little bit before we get over to the next segment, a little bit about you, cause you've got 40 years of experience uh, dating back to your first coaching gig, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with the Hawaiians, uh, it was a football team, a part of the World Football League, which you also played quarterback for. Is that is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And I, I, I can add uh, what you just talked about. I can add something to you that nobody knows. All right, bring it. Okay. When John named, he was head of the head coach. Okay. And uh, from then on, I was on the field and in the locker room and everything. And I went in the locker room and I went, oh, my God, these guys got these boom busters. And they, everybody's just screaming. You can hardly, you can <laughs> hardly uh, hear yourself. And, uh, and he, you know, I went in the locker room. I go, everybody's got these boom boxes. And, you know, and the one thing I did when I went to the Giants, and I told John, he couldn't change it. He could not change it. And I agreed he shouldn't. But when I took over for the Giants as head coach, the one thing when I investigated everything, there's too many people in the locker room before the game. Mm. So I went to the owners and I told them, I said, I got to close the locker room. I don't want guys, people's in here. And uh, Wellington Mayor, they said, uh, great. And the owners will stay out too. Well, the owners, you got to come in. No, 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 no. You clear <laughs> out that locker room. And, uh, there was a priest, Catholic priest would come in the locker room and he would get autographs and stuff. And I said, everybody is out. And the priest came over to me, Jim, I'm used to coming in here and all. No, 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 no. Everybody, <laughs> you either play the game, you're a trainer or anything like that. And I cleaned that locker room out completely. And you got to do that. John couldn't change it, but uh, you couldn't hardly talk to each other with everybody's got their own boom box. And, uh, that's what I did. And, you know, I, I talked to John, but I know he couldn't, that he couldn't change it, but I, I cleared the locker room out completely. I mean, I, I mean the owners I love and, it. Uh, that's how we move forward. Go ahead. I love it. And that's actually, it's a good segue. Cause, uh, you know, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, kind of turning things around and, and a perspective from a coach's view. So that's a great story kind of looking back and, and how, you know, kind of comparing those two situations. So when we come back, more with Jim Fossil uh, taking a look at this Rams team in a slide, how we turn this thing around. More on the other side when we come back. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. 
A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, third and final segment here on the Tuesday edition. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, had some great stories already. I'm excited to hear more from you. So we appreciate you building some time out for us and coming on and talking some Rams football, uh, talking about your son and just talking about football in general. Uh, you left that last segment kind of talking about trying to turn and change a culture. You went in there and you saw, you know, it was something when you were in New York that you needed to turn around. That The team was struggling at the time. You know, when you look at it, how does a coach, especially maybe mid-season, you know, you're on a three-game slide right here. Uh, you got the media around you telling you, uh-oh, things are in trouble, Super Bowl hangover, uh, you know, get ready for the draft, those type of things. I don't know if it's that early, but you're going to get that pressure from the outside world on what's going on. How do you as a coach look at where you're at right now and turn this thing around? Well, every coach is different. And so I can't say this is the perfect way to do it or you're wrong or, you know, you just got to do it. But the bottom line is uh, you got to, you got to, to the team. All right. I'm changing some stuff. All right. We're not going to go on this way because uh, coaches we're we're losing, you're losing, but most important, you got to come up with some things and I've done it twice and uh, to shake them up. And, you know, you've got to do it. I mean, when I went to the New York Giants, uh, Dick Vermeil and I talked all the time about turnover ratio. And when I went in there, I couldn't change the whole, uh, everybody that's on the team and whatever. But uh, I do that uh, turnover ratio is the most important thing. And I went in there and asked the guy, how many of those jugs of guns we got a shot? How many do we have? He said, two. All right, give me five more. Because <laughs> when we're out there for drills, when we're out there for the drills, the, 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 the DB coach, he can't throw like a quarterback. Right. I want a jugs gun that shoots at 80 miles an hour. And I got a, a balls for the lineman, the defensive lineman, the offensive lineman. They, every day we started the practice recovering uh, uh, fumbles. And everybody had a jugs gun. Wide receiver, boom, it's shooting it at you. And that year I got coach of the year in the NFL because we went undefeated in the NFC East. And I don't know if we did a better coaching job, but we, we, were, we led the league by far on turnover ratio. And you got to make something change. You just can't say, well, we'll try harder right now. Right. As a head coach, you got to have something, something that the, the players believe in and it's going to help them uh, win. You have, you have to do that. Something like that. They got to see it. You just can't give them another speech and change up something and all that stuff. Well, the year we went to the Super Bowl, okay, we were up and down, up and down, and uh, we got beat by Detroit uh, in, uh, in our stadium, and it was ugly. 
So what I did was I had a meeting with the team. Well, before that, the guy that was the special teams champion for us team, he, he, was, he was the guy the year before he got the trophy for special teams. And he wasn't playing worth a damn. So what I did was I fired him. I cut him. Then we had a team meeting. And I laid down the law. And then I said, special teams, you're not, you're not playing with a damn. And I'm going to change this now. So we did it. I had to uh, talk to the whole team. All right, all you guys out of the, slot, the, the meeting room, I want the special teamers in this room. And I, what I told them was, fellas, you're, you're costing us games. So the guys with the lowest grades, the two lowest grades, I'm going to cut you. Mm. I don't care who you are. I'm going to cut you with the lowest grade. And then I gave them a 10-minute break. And they went out there, and Michael Strahan was standing there, and Mike, Michael Strahan said, what, 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 what do you say to you guys? <laughs> He's going to cut two of us every week with the lowest grade. And Michael Strahan said, the man is on a mission, and he doesn't care. Okay? So you better pick it up. And from then on, we went on to the Super Bowl. But I had to threaten their jobs and wake them up. And that's what I'm talking about. You got to... I'm not suggesting you cut guys or threatening them, but I, you got to figure out what you want to do with that team for right now. But when I threatened the two guys with the worst grade, I don't care. You're gone. And we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, that that's a great story. And it is funny, you know, when especially when you get to that level. Uh, some of these guys, you know, you get all the way through and sometimes, you know, you're in college and you're praised, you're in high school, you're praised, you get to NFL, you're used to kind of getting that love and it's okay type of speech and, you know, come in and basically do the exact opposite and say, hey, look, we're not in the business of it's okay. Uh, we're in the business of winning games. And uh, obviously that turned around and helped. And you talked about turnover dif differential uh, and really kind of winning that. Right now, the Rams are in the bottom 10. Uh, they're minus three right now in the turnover differential. Uh, not the place you want to be. And you're talking about mid-season changes and maybe not in, in this situation looking at firing people or, you know, whatever drastic measures it may be. But it is going to be more than speeches. And right now, Sean McVay has kind of a very repetitive tone of we're going to fix it. We're detail-oriented on getting it fixed, solution-oriented. Uh, but we've heard the speech before. It comes down to kind of getting back. Um, <clears throat> as a coach, it's simple as kind of, you know, not simple as, but – uh, having that type of talk, but is is there some changes needed, or or is this kind of a thing that can be fixed internally? Well, it's hard to make a lot of changes. I mean, okay, I threatened one, I cut one guy and threatened the rest of them, right, right. and we went on and we never lost a game. But uh, but I mean, it, it, the turnover ratio, I followed it for years, and Dick Vermeule and I we would talk all the time. You take San Francisco right now; they're plus two at this juncture. I think I'm correct. They were minus six. Wow. Okay. And you got the Dallas Cowboys who I follow because Jason Garrett played for me and the Rams last year. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, I remember they were like plus three, four, five, something like that. Now they're both minus three. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of season there. You can, you can turn that thing around, but the bottom line is, you know, people talk about this and that thing and all that. All you got to do is follow 
you know, the turnover ratio. Now, some teams, you know, they've been doing good, but they've lost the quarterback or something like that. Like Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. You know, they're plus seven, but they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback, you know. And, uh, you know, Seattle saw they they turned it around. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who I think is probably the best team in the league, and they're plus three. And okay, plus three at this time of the year, eh, no. It's just saying which way direction you're going. Right. And I can tell you, who who would be the worst team in turnover ratio in your mind? I I, the, I just think of the worst. I'll team make I, it easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Miami Dolphins yeah. are minus nine, and they yeah. haven't won a game. The Giants aren't playing worth a damn. They're minus seven. Cleveland Browns, I tell you what, I think they have a hell of a team. I really do. I think they're good. But they're minus six, and they're way down there again. So I, I really I really thought that the Cleveland Browns could really step up this year, but they can't because the turnover ratio. Yeah, Baker, Baker's been putting him in some difficult spots, even at the end of that ball game, chance to win, and I, I believe he threw an interception. So uh, that's been a killer, and it's been a killer for a lot of teams. A lot of the ones that you said at the bottom of that list are not playing so well. One of those teams is the team we're play, playing next, the Atlanta Falcons. They're minus five right now uh, in that turnover ratio that you mentioned. We are going on the road. Is this the type of bounce-back game the Rams need? I know road games are never easy. Atlanta only has one win. Uh, is this a good setup for the Rams to kind of get back on track? Yes. I don't care who they're playing. If they're playing New England Patriots, they got to get back on it. And I go back to the same thing. I think the Rams head coach is an excellent coach. Excellent coach. He's young. Maybe he's never been through this. But at the end of the day, Wade Phillips is the best defensive coordinator in the league, in my opinion. Mm. And then my son, John, I think, Without a doubt, people say he's the best special teamers. Yeah, but you got to you got to make a change now. You got to shake them up. And however you want to do it, there's many different ways. You know, you don't have to do it like I did and fire a guy, and said I'm going to fire two of you the rest of the week, the year. <laughs> and so, um, you know, he, he's got to figure a way to. And it, it doesn't really work well to just say, "Hey guys, we got to try harder." We got right. no. You got to figure out what are you going to do. Right. It's a it's a game plan. It's got to be more than just words. It's got to have a vision behind it. And you're right. Maybe uh, every coach has a different style. Yours was fire a guy and threaten everybody else, and uh, it worked perfectly. It was the 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 attitude your team needed at the time. So each team's a little bit different. Sean McVay's approach right now has got to figure out because right now he's coming to the media and telling us all those nice words. And I get that because, you know, the, I can't imagine that's something we could talk about a little bit later on, on future talks is talking with the media uh, because I'm sure you've got some interesting stories there as well. But um, Sean McVay's just got to get a game plan together for these guys. It's got to be drastic. It's got to be different. And hopefully it's something that they can buy into. Uh, Jim, hey, I appreciate it so much. You taking some time coming and talking to us uh, here on Locked On Rams. We appreciate it. You are welcome back. Can I just say one last word there? Can I say one last word? You got it. Go for it. He needs to do it in his own personality. Yep. It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work. Okay? I was in New York. New York, hey, 
it's hard. Right. All right. So whatever he comes up with, he just needs to be able to lay it out and say, we're not going to stand around here, the same thing and try harder. Now, something, and he's a smart coach. He's a very smart coach. He'll figure out something. Well, we got Atlanta next, and hopefully that is the the, the medicine we need, right? A, a nice matchup, uh, an angry Rams football team after a second straight home loss, and, and maybe, like you mentioned, something with Sean McVay getting some game plan changed or just something throughout the week that can kind of make a little bit of difference when it comes to Sunday. That turnover differential will continue to keep an eye on because you're right, it's very important. Jim, thank you so much. I look can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, appreciate it, and you have a good one. Okay, always love talking to you. With that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.